morning, everyone. <laughs> On this epiphany, I greet you in peace and joy and ask for the Lord's blessings to be upon you as you celebrate uh, the manifestation, the revelation of Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. This is also a festivity of light for us, uh, the light of faith that has been given to us. So we have great reason uh, to have such joy. And my friends, the epiphany is amongst many other things, as I kind of opened with, a manifestation of Christ, uh, and particularly to the Gentiles. And the Gentiles today would be us. Anyone who's not Jewish is a Gentile. And um, this feast of faith is offered then to the whole world. This is one of the messages about uh, this reading, uh, is that um, God is the God of everyone, and his invitation is to everyone. And... Um, my friends, this was not the understanding in their time. Faith is an extraordinary light that penetrates all of us deeply and allows us to embark on that amazing journey like the Magi, the journey of faith. The first reading celebrates this whole idea of light. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appear his glory. This is the mystery light of faith that places the Gentiles on the journey to God. That is, um, those who are not part of the people of their time that were known as the chosen ones. St. Paul, in the second reading, is full of awe at uh, when faced with this revelation of divine generosity of God that calls everyone to a share in that very same inheritance, to form one body, to be participants in the same promises that God made to his chosen people. All people are called to know Christ. All people are called to walk in faith and by faith to him. It is a mysterious light, the light of a star shining, is the way we hear it in our gospel, in the heavens. But it is the light of faith, and this light gives off joy. The reading said, they were overjoyed at seeing the star because of what it represented. The star makes us understand the deepest desire welling up in the human heart. We know that we are not made to live a life solely on an earthly plane. Just material things, nothing else. We must rather look above and allow ourselves to be guided by that star, which we know now as faith. Our heart will never never experience true abiding joy if we allow ourselves to be suffocated by earthly worries all the time. I will not tell you you will not have no joy, but I can tell you you will not have a true abiding joy without faith. Rather, true joy is in us when we welcome the light of faith into our lives and allow it to penetrate. This is where we recognize our vocation and our calling, which is to look up and to go all the way to God, 
This is what the Magi's are doing. They started off on their journey, and they were going all the way to God, the sun. The light of faith which shines in the heights of the heavens also points to a precise place on earth. My friends, our Christian faith is not some unreal dream. It is tangible. It is concrete. It asks us to recognize Jesus Christ as the Messiah, as the Son of God, a man like us in all things but sin, but that he is the Son of God incarnate, the one who allows us to know and to meet the Father and to live with him in communion with him. This is why our Lord comes, that you would know the Father, that you would be able to have that relationship that was lost long time past. The light of faith which shines in the sky does not dispense us, however, from looking at each other and acknowledging the dignity in each other because that is imprinted by our God upon us. And while we look to the heavens, we must also look at each other and recognize the dignity given to all people. My friends, the magi, the wise men, the kings, however you interpret uh, that word, saw the star. And they go to learn about it from the high priests and the scribes. You see, the Gentiles didn't have the scriptures. But that's not a problem for God. He used what they were looking at. The Magi were astronomers. So he used astronomy and got their attention. And they began to look, but did not. It was a revelation, but was not one that was fully revealed. So they went to find out, to discover what that is. And they knew what to do. They knew enough to go to the Jews. They went to Herod and to his high priest. The response they receive is taken from the scriptures that speak about God's prophecy concerning it. And in order to understand these divinely inspired words, they must have an interior disposition to do so. And they did. That's what put them on the journey. But what they encountered when they got there was people who did not. This is something that Herod and his religious officials did not have. They did not have the right disposition. Herod was threatened by the baby. That's why he went on his crazy tangent, killing all the infants born in a particular period of time. Herod's response, my friends, is just naughty. But it showed that he did not have faith. That's why he is shaken so much by it. And my friends, to be honest with you, I look at some of the actions of Herod's and I see what seems to be his response in that of our own political leaders today. And I'm talking about all of them. I don't single out any one of them. <laughs> all of them, wherever they may be, whatever country they may find themselves in. They issue public statements the way Herod did that are not to be believed while harboring hidden agendas and using poor, naive people for nefarious things. 
I look at this and I think, huh, how little has changed since the time of Herod in some ways. And my friends, Herod's religious officials, the priests and scribes, the scholars of the scriptures, they knew where the baby was. They knew what it meant. But they are indifferent to it. They are uninterested. They didn't even bother to go because their egos were so big, it blinded them to the significance of what was occurring. When we seek nothing but our own interests, we close ourselves off to the light of faith and end up pursuing only earthly ways that do not lead to the Son of God. But if we truly want to live, we must be willing to allow ourselves to be led toward ways, words and actions, things that probably do not give immediate material gains, but we will receive divine joy. Each one of us must make a choice. If we only choose our own interests, we will not see the star, and our life will not have that profound joy that I speak of. The Lord has come, and he offers us the opportunity to be overjoyed. He offers us his precious light, his grace. For our part, we must be faithful and faith-filled. Huh? And we must be appreciative in all things. Today, we want to thank him for his gift of grace, for his gift of faith that allows us to look above ourselves and towards the heavens. We particularly thank our Lord for giving us the very precious body and blood of his only Son in the Eucharist, which feeds us and helps us to remain in communion with him. It makes us strong. It transforms us. And it helps us to live ever in closer communion with our Lord Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, and with our Heavenly Father. Hence the, the story of the Epiphany has so much meaning and detail. One of the things is we are told that the wise men see the star at its rising. Most people assume that the star was like a car and it just kept moving and they kept, but that's not what the scriptures say. The scriptures tell us at at the end, they saw the star again. That means they had to go by faith. No matter what happened, they had to go by faith. And even if you say, well, Father, I don't buy that one. Well, then you know enough about nature to know that clouds come. <laughs> and there you can't see no star. <laughs> and when the sun is shining brightly, that star... <laughs> You can't see the other star. You see what I'm getting at? No matter which way you look at it, what I'm getting at is they had to go by faith on their journey. And the world was not going to be kind to them. And when they finally met the religious authorities, look what they encountered. Indifference, ingratitude. And no matter what happened, they went by faith. This is the other story for us. We walk by faith. 
And my friends, I tell you, I want you to look at people. And when this world shakes them, particularly Christians, I want you to see what falls out of them. When the world has shaken their lives, and if what comes out of them is violence and horrible words and hatred and anger, there is not holiness in that person. I'm talking about us Christians. But if you find that Christian and the world has shaken them and you see what comes out of them is peace and charity, you have found someone who is walking in holiness. You have found someone who has centered themselves on Christ. You see what I'm saying? Jesus said, what comes from the heart. That's why I say, look and see. When the world shakes you, what comes out of you? Because that's what's in your heart. And if it's not such good things, get back on that path of holiness and start walking and stay centered on him. And if the world shakes you, I don't need to say this when you're happy. <laughs> Everybody has faith when they're happy. <laughs> But if what comes out of you when the world shakes you, and you know what I'm talking about, whatever it may be, a death, the breakup of a marriage, financial, whatever it may be, and you remain centered. I won't say that you won't have frustrations, but if nothing but... I am not perfect. But I tell you, you watch your pastor. You watch and see what happens when the world shakes him. You look to see what comes out of him.